1: Welcome to Wood Talk, for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who, if combined, would make one hell of a woodworker.
2: Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome to Wood Talk number 219. It's the weekend Wood Talk edition, February 12th, 2015. Is that the right date? Did I get that right? Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. This The three-day thing is screwing me up here. All right, February 12th, 2015. On today's show, we're talking about lumber storage. That's really it, so let's just get right down to it. we got a question here from David, David, Duvid. In a recent episode of Wood Talk, you agreed that in most cases, tools should be in the same family, and and if an odd tool was acquired, it would be kept separate from the others. I quite agree. Uh, I know not everyone's going to have that opinion, but just weirdos like me. Uh, He says, I quite agree, but when it comes to wood storage, do you do the same thing? Do you store your wood by length, width, species, domestic or exotic color, largest on the bottom, smallest on the top, or just whatever makes a neat pile? So we'll answer this question, but we'll also go around and talk a little bit about our own lumber storage setups in our shops, because uh, we have three very different shops. So it might be interesting to talk about what we do differently. So um, I'll go first with an answer here. I generally do store my lumber, trying to keep species together, and you know the stuff that's on the racks it's a little bit easier to do. You know you could stack the like stuff with. With it, with its partners, you finish a project, you have some leftovers, you could put them all together. Where I have a problem is the bins. The bins on the bottom uh, is where it just is a hodgepodge and everything's thrown all over the place and strewn about. It's very disorganized. It could certainly be better, Um, but I do try to keep my biggest, heaviest boards on the bottom of the piles and then stack it up from there. And that's really just um, mostly convenience and uh, stability for the most part. I don't want that to fall down, so the bigger, heavier stuff should go uh, on the bottom. But other than that, I don't, as much as I do confess to having the OCD aspect of uh, tool color and tools being similar, I don't really apply that so much to the wood. It doesn't bother me. That's raw materials. As long as I can get to it safely, I don't really think too much about like alphabetical (laughs) order and order by color and shade and things like that. So, so you
1: don't like uh stack it by the growth rings like well this tree is obviously older given the number of growth rings and <laughs> this one
2: Right yeah exactly you know it doesn't get uh I don't get that deep into it with the wood storage. You know the other thing is it's it wood is a pain in the butt to, to, to deal with and you just wind up getting so many varieties and you don't like to throw anything away so it isn't like I've got the same five boards in the way that I've got the same five chisels um, tools are a very different thing wood comes and goes it's in and out you get stuff that like someone dumps out. it says hey I've got this extra stuff you're like I'll take it bring it over <laughs> uh, you know you don't turn anything down so it's just not the kind of material that would even lend itself well to being organized in that kind of a OCD fashion um, but what about you guys? I generally alphabetize by Latin botanical name nice. and then
3: subdivide from there based upon <laughs> cut, uh, regional uh, provenance, and uh, legal or illegal. Do you print out labels and sticker each one too? I actually have one of those router uh, carving things. Oh miles craft carved labels. I've heard about those <laughs> in a recent show. <laughs> well, it it it's funny because this is one of those things you started to go there mark it's like first of all lumber is a pain in the butt because it takes up so much space. Yeah. Um there's there's no real efficient way to do this and it's like well if I had unlimited space I would store it this way or this way. Well, I can I can speak to that um, because there's the, the lumber storage I have in my own shop and then there's where I work by day where we have uh, many, 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 many acres to store 6 million to 7 million board feet of lumber. And when you have that much space, you still don't subdivide it that way.
2: Yeah.
3: You, you divide by species and just keep them in one spot and hope that you can find what you're looking for when the time comes. When in my own shop, I do. Uh, it was funny. I don't know that I consciously started doing this, but it just kind of happened that way. I do kind of store them by, um, by purpose. So, and, and this doesn't really apply so much to the. So the do full, I. One big woodworking boards. pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one bin. <laughs> That's the stuff. That's my other stuff. You know, the, 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 full size boards as they come in straight from the yard, they're pretty much stacked, I guess, by species, but again, whatever makes it most stable. Yeah. But once I start cutting things up and I've got leftovers, they go in like this bin could be used for a piece of furniture and the smaller stuff could be used for smaller type boxes and things like that. And then there's just the random little off cuts that, you know, I don't want to get rid of that ebony, even though it's a tiny little piece, I could use it for wedges or something like that. Mm-hmm. That goes in a drawer. Um, So they are kind of stored that way just because I know uh, – there's no way I could possibly organize it other than throw it all in a drawer and know that the only stuff in there is going to be really small pieces or the only thing in this bin is really not going to be any longer than about 12 inches. That's the closest I can get to doing it. I would like to Um, see
2: somebody design like a nice file cabinet system but just giant size, 12 feet tall with folders. That you just kind of you crawl crawl up a ladder and you just push it along and you you know everything's alphabetically organized <laughs> little accordion <laughs> folders yeah, <inside>. exactly <laughs> I bet you I bet you Vic would do something like that Oh, geez, Vic yes. strikes me yeah. as the kind of guy who could do that Definitely. let us know if you want to do that Vic uh, we'd like yeah. to uh, see some pictures well, what, what about you Matt do you get uh, super anal about your
1: wood organization only when I'm trying to avoid certain members of the household and then I lock myself <laughs> in in that case time that to organize I don't like- the wood. Yeah, I'm going to like take my tape measure and I'm going to measure <laughs> my board feet and then decide if it's more important just simply to go with the width versus length. I'm um, Kind of like you, Mark, I, I more or less just kind of occasionally I'll group the species together. So I like to keep all the cherry with the cherry and and the pine with the pine. And that has more to do with when I purchase the lumber and I bring it home and set it up on the rack. I just kind of put it all together in the first place so it just kind of just happens that way and it just stays that way Mm -hmm. i can't say that i really have ever gone through wait yes i can i have gone through and tried to stack it at one point where the widest is on the bottom and the most narrow is on the top but that's only purely for stability reasons so that when i was working at the joiner which is right in front of the stack i didn't accidentally grab something and then have all of it fall on top of me
2: (laughs) that'd be no fun
1: yeah, no, it's not fun for any... Well, it's fun for people that happen to be watching it and then that's about as far as the fun goes. <laughs> but I think that's the closest I've ever come to like making a, a, con, a really concentrated effort on doing something special with the way that the lumber is organized. Otherwise, it's every man for himself and I'm always amazed sometimes when I suddenly will be grabbing something going, oh yeah, i got extra board feet of this. Where the hell did this come from? Yeah. Is yeah that totally. that? <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's... There, there is definitely a huge potential for somebody who wants to be a super organized uh, and really let their OCD freak flag fly to do something with this but not in the vandalist basement yeah it just it just feels
2: too unpredictable because offcuts are just random sizes random thicknesses and widths it's too like my brain doesn't even want to go there as much as I like to see things that organized it's just not happening
1: so well, it and on yeah. top of it, I unlike a lot of people who maybe are more like wood hoarders and yeah. have tons and tons and tons of it, I oftentimes don't really – in fact, the lumber I have right now is probably the most lumber I've ever had at one time in my shop. Usually, th- there are points where the racks will go completely bare and there's nothing on there. Mm-hmm. So – I don't really have an opportunity to have to go down there and sort them for whatever reason.
2: So let's talk about our setups a little bit. Um, So if you run lean, is it simply you just don't have that much storage to offer? So tell me about your shelves, your small parts, your cutoff storage. What's your setup look like?
1: Uh, for in the vanderlust basement it is basically just uh, uh the adjustable racks the kind of the just the metal ones that I, I can't even think of the company that i bought them from they're just the generic metal rack system okay. uh and normally in most situations except for right now i just kind of buy the wood as needed and maybe an extra board or two will sit up there as for the cutoffs I've gotten myself now, and it's taken a long time, and I still struggle with it. I have a given size cardboard box, and if the cutoffs don't fit in that box, they're going to get burned. That's just the way it is. I've got to get rid of them because I don't have – Enough room down there. In fact, I'm struggling right now because I've got some amazing plywood from a project from a couple of years ago, some cherry plywood, and it's taking up so much space. And I need to do something with it just to get rid of it. So mm. I think that's part of the reason why I really don't have a major issue with with lumber storage. The way that you hear other individuals describe. They're fetish, they're hoarding, whatever you want to call <laughs> <Right>. it.
2: <laughs> well, now, Shannon, you're the guy who works at a lumber place. So you you get the stuff that falls off the the truck sometimes. So you might have a little more than most people's. And and I know you mentioned you've got this extra storage area. So what do you right. have in your shop? And then what, what describe your storage outside of the shop. Well, it
3: is interesting because for the probably the first year that I worked at a lumber yard, it was like, you know, oh my God, I can't believe this is being thrown away. And oh, I've got this. And every day I was coming home with a piece of something. Um, And then after about a year, I was just like, meh, I don't need that. Meh, that, you know, you got to get up real early in the morning to impress me when it comes to scrap lumber. Oh, so Mr. Just, Fence stopped, events. Stop bringing this <laughs> stuff home because you just, I, I didn't, I didn't use it. You know, um, it sits around and sits around. And then finally, I'll, cut it up into something and use it for something else. And, you know, generally when boards end up under 24 inches long, they get to be kind of difficult to integrate into an actual furniture project. And then you've got different colors and things like that. And kind of like Matt, I just had to start getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't tallied the board footage, but moving into uh, what used to be my garden shed in the backyard was probably one of the best things I ever did because it's completely separate. From the shop. And, you know, first of all, it's fun because when I start a new project, it's like going to the lumber yard and going shopping, you
1: know? Right. You take a little basket with you. Like, oh,
3: yeah. the so, I have a little cart that I tie to the dog and it's <laughs> a little wagon. He hauls it back and forth. That's awesome. He's more scared of it than anything else. So he runs away from it,
2: but it, it makes him fast. So it's good. It's very woodworksy of you, you know, like yes, when, when you yes. see David go into this giant woodshed uh, type yeah. of thing to select so, his lumber for the project, it's like, whoa, man, that's awesome.
3: It <laughs> is fun because like, for instance, I, um, I've been building with, you know, other than these two little, uh, Commission projects that I've started, and the third one I'm about to start will be in mahogany. Everything I've been building over the last year has been in cherry. So I've brought in, I've had cherry in the shop. I have two shelves in the shop right now that hold current project lumber. Mm. And that's all that I have in my shop is the project that I'm working on and the offcuts that I generate during that project. When I finish the project, I I clear it out. Um, Man, I either move awesome. it out to the garden shed, the lumber shed, or I I get rid of it. Um, lately I've regretted that a couple of times um, really, because I do a lot of, um, demos. I mean, I do a demo every month for the hand tool school. So I, I do a lot of test joints. I've also, um, been test driving, um, some tools and things in my shop lately. That manufacturers have sent me. So, you know, I obviously don't want to take, I've got a 16 inch wide piece of cherry sitting on the shelf right now, uh, for the blanket chest that I need to get back to. And it's like, i don't want to pull that down and cut off a little piece to test a dovetail saw. So I have been hanging on to little offcuts here and there. And what I do is just stick it up on that rack. And if it starts to uh, interfere with space for the project lumber, it's gone. Um, mm. So maybe five or six little 12-inch long pieces at any given time. And then it, it disappears. It goes somewhere else. Um, the garden shed itself is... Oh boy, I would say there's probably 2,000 board feet in there. Um, Wow, what are the dimensions of the shed? uh, The shed is what, four pieces of tartles? So, what is that, an eight by 16?
2: Wow, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, it's a lot of space.
3: Good size garden shed. Now, it also shares with my lawnmower and garden type tools. So it's really just the back wall and the right wall that's dedicated to, um, lumber. And, um, it's full right now. It's like overflowing. I ran on a rack space and I've got stuff like leaning up against the wall here and there. <laughs> it's an unorganized mess at this point. Um, but it is cool because like, I don't go out there very often, but in between projects. So I forget what I have in there. So it is very exciting when I go out there and look through it. But it's nice. been nice to separate it from the shop, A, because I have more room. But it's just allowed me to be a lot more um, almost militant when it comes to what do I keep. Yeah. Um, I do need to build some sort of scrap bin. I've got a space along the wall. I mean, when I when I remodeled the shop, I stripped everything out and just had, you know, those, those wall-mounted racks with the adjustable brackets. I bought them at Home Depot. They're, like, rated to hold several hundred pounds per bracket or whatever, and they're mm. all mounted into studs on the wall. Um, I've got two levels of that, and that's what the lumber sits on. So um, I've got a space to the right of that that I think if I just built a couple of boxes, That I could put some of that extra stuff. That would be really good for me because if the box gets full, you know, it's time to clean it out and 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 sometimes I burn it. There's been a couple times when I've boxed it up and just shipped it off to somebody who wants it. Yeah, believe me, that doesn't take very long. Post on Facebook, hey, I've got lumber, and you don't even like get through the sentence (laughs) before you've got a taker gone. (laughs) You know, and and that's awesome because there are lots of people who will find a lot of use for that.
2: No pen turners, um, man. I mean, the stuff that we throw away would be a year supply for them. Well, and that that's it. The secret, super secret option C
3: for me. I have two little rubbermaid containers, like um, I don't know, probably two foot by one foot by two foot deep. Typical rubber made things you'd buy it at um, target or whatever yeah mm-hmm. and um that oh, has awesome. pin blanks and turning squares and things like that in it uh, i also have some veneer in there but small like exotic stuff you know uh, one of them you know, zirocote and emboyna burl and clara walnut and little offcuts there's no cherry or maple um there's a couple domestics but it's like heavily quilted redwood, stuff like that. The things that, um, these days I pull them out and saw them up for veneer for a drawer front or something like that. And then the pen blanks, I've got a lot of very nice, heavily figured, uh, pen blanks. It was funny. Cause when I first started turning pins, I was like, Oh my God, all I need is a three quarter inch square that's like six inches long. So you end up with that like off cut from the piece, uh, piece of furniture you're building. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, knocked it, whacked it all up into six inch lengths and turned it into pin blanks. And I suddenly realized that a just a straight grain walnut pin blank is not very interesting when you turn it. <laughs> so I had these like huge amounts of, of like off cut pin blanks thinking I'm saving everything. I'll just turn stuff out of it. Now I just pitch it because yeah. it's just on such a small bit of real estate, like bowls are the same way. It's, you know, it's gotta be really interesting wood or it just ends up looking kind of dull.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That makes so,
3: sense. That's the other thing, but frankly, that's not even in the shop either. That's in my laundry room, which uh, adjoins the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which is yeah, of course
2: I, where everyone wants to store wood. Oh yeah, <laughs> why
3: not? <laughs> Actually, you know what it is? It provides a separate countertop where uh, my wife can set like the laundry detergent. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's multi-purpose. Cool. So yeah, there's. I have. I have a, a lot of lumber. I don't see myself needing to buy any lumber anytime soon, but invariably. Um, my own, I don't know, don't want to, don't want to call it OCD, but just my, my feeling to get a good color match on a project. Um, if I go out to the shed and I don't have enough, say maple or cherry or whatever for that particular project, I usually end up going and buying all the lumber for that project just so I can get a good color match, which is how I get in trouble.
2: I had a, the recent project I'm working on now, ran a little bit short and had some babinga on the rack from the last project. And the new stuff was a little bit different. There's a little bit uh, different grain action going on. And I was like, ah, you know, can I use this? So I did wind up using it, but I had to make sure the part was not immediately visible. It's in the back, uh, it's close enough. But I, yeah, I mean, it's the same issue. If it's not bought at the same time, there's no guarantee it's all going to match up. But it's still nice to have the stuff around, you know, just to be able to, to bail yourself out of a situation like that um, I found myself actually <clears throat> designing projects lately around what
3: I already have was, yeah that's a, a good concerted idea. effort to you know if if I don't have enough that change the design right. to make it work or, or figure out a way to use a secondary wood or as you just said a part that's not quite as visible so I can use up that piece
2: that has something in it I didn't like, sure, sure. Uh, my setup is uh, you know pretty straightforward. I use the what are they, the rubber made garage they're like gray in color, picked them up at Lowe's uh, where you hang the uh, thing all the way at the top where the wall meets the ceiling and then you hang the vertical elements from that and screw those into studs so it's pretty sturdy uh, and I've got about three or four uh, horizontal rows that are good for stacking a decent amount uh, amount of stock there. Uh, and that's that. You know, that's pretty straightforward for me. The it's the offcuts that are the big problem. I've got four bins for offcuts, and I could just never seem to keep them very well organized. Uh, every, like it's anything that's under, I don't know, maybe under four feet. I feel compelled to put into an offcut bin. And that just uh, amounts to a lot of stock. Like a ton of stuff is under four feet, but not quite, you know, toss it in a cardboard box kind of size. Uh, So I I should take a picture of it now because as a project comes in and I've got new material, especially if it's long, I just lean it up against the rack and I just store it there vertically kind of staging it for the project. And then all the offcuts from the project as it starts to go I'm just too lazy to like actually put them away properly so I throw them on the ground because the thing is I just I might need that part so it's easier if it's just sitting on the floor. But that it just reminds me like a teenager's bedroom, like the laundry pile that just keeps getting closer and closer to the door and eventually like <laughs> starts to go out the door. This like sea of various boards, small boards is just growing and growing and eventually it's going to block my path to the bathroom and that's probably when I'm going <laughs> to clean it up.
3: That becomes a problem.
2: Yeah. But you know there there's a there's a good practice in that too
3: um where to hold invariably it? It? stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, not blocking the battery. It's oh, okay. I heard that um, leads to UTIs. Yeah, it could. <laughs> the The invariably the the issue, the problem, the oops, or or whatever that happens that you need to patch something. Well, if all those little cutoffs from the board that you just screwed up yeah. happen to be close by on the floor, I can't tell you the number of times that I've needed to you know fix something, and I was so glad that I didn't like pitch that that yep. I had that board. That Way back when, when I cross-cut that out before I even did the planing, that board is right there, um, and it's real useful for patching things or whatever it is. You know? Sure, yeah.
1: Um, but how how but, often does that really happen? I tell myself that all the time that I'm going to use something like that, and then meanwhile, a decade later, I'm like, oh, my God, where did this come from?
3: Right, and that's why at the end of the project, it all goes. Um, so there's nothing wrong with the, keeping it while the project's going. But, yeah, when you get to the finish stage,
1: it's time to clear it out of there. Um, if, if, you, if you're if you sending it to somebody that's very klutzy, should you send the, that scrap along with them so then that way when they come back to ask you to fix it, they can just bring it with them? <laughs> there you
3: go. <sighs> you know, it's one of those things where the more space you have – the more you're going to use it. And God, yes. I remember in my old shop setup when I had all those base cabinets, I had actually built this like series of bins that were of different depths. You know, though, on the far right, it was only 12 inches deep or tall or whatever, and it got to 24 to 36 and 48. And you could put in different offcuts,
2: yeah. and
3: I filled every single one of them. You know, <laughs> and you're like, you ran out of room in the 24 inch, so I'm shoving 24 inch boards into the 12 inch deep one. And you know, you just you, the more space you allot yourself, the more you're just end up keeping stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's a, it's certainly a good problem to have, um, but at the same time, I just it takes a lot for me to hang onto
1: a board now.
2: Well, you're uh, you're very lucky in that sense. i used to like you
1: need you need a tighter grip? Uh Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's very funny. All right, well, listen, if uh, if you've got some ideas for lumber storage, you want to tell us about your setup, just give us a call. Um, I'll let Matt give you the contact info here so you can do that or uh, shoot us an email, leave a comment on this post. We'd like to hear what kind of setups you have and if you want to give Shannon crap for his uh, uh, having too much wood, let's just call it that, Uh, you (laughs) can certainly do that as well.
3: I'm not going to even comment on that.
2: There you go. And if you...
3: If you want to support, Actually, their- I would love some kickback when people have good plywood storage solutions. Ah, There's there somebody go. that doesn't use much plywood because I've got a little in my shop that is so in the way right now. So,
2: It's tricky. It's tricky. I've got a vertical storage solution and it just works well just because I have this nicely positioned alcove by the front door uh, and it doesn't seem to take up a lot of space and I could still utilize the space between it and the door. It works out, but plywood is a tricky one for sure.
1: You know what else is tricky? To rock on time.
2: Yeah, To rock a rhyme. Yeah.
1: That's right right on time.
2: All right. Well, Matt, how about you give him some of that contact, that sweet, sweet contact info, and we'll get out of here.
1: I'll give you contact at the back of my. Anyways, if you have a comment, question, or topic suggestion, you have several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Of course, you can email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com. And you can leave us a comment on our WoodTalk Facebook page. And if you're ever looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. And again, that's where you can leave some of that great, awesome, amazing feedback and comments on these posts. Because we love to hear from you.
2: Totally true. That's totally true. All right. Well, thanks. uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, if you see a a, a hairy hand coming at you all the way from Michigan, duck might be (laughs) (laughs) meant.
1: This one's got your name written right. Whose (laughs) name is that? I can't even pronounce that. All right. Catch you later. See See ya.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen